Good morning, my name is Richard Wexler, and this is episode 13 of our podcast entitled Elder Ed, Education, Solutions, and Resources to Navigate Aging and Care. So if you've been listening on each episode, I kind of give you an update of why I'm doing this in a very brief manner. So today, I wanted to talk about that in more depth. What, what caused me to want to do this podcast? What caused me to get into this whole area of in the elder industry and trying to provide education, resources, etc.? So as I've talked about, Wind the clock back 18 years. That was 2005. My wife and I had gotten married later. We're kind of living, quote unquote, the normal life. Had children later. Our, both of our children were under 12. Our son, 11. Our daughter, 7. We have two busy careers. The kids have all the activities that they're involved in. Our son heavily involved in sports. Our daughter heavily involved in dance. So we are commuting to work, which I'll talk about more, doing our jobs, trying to raise our children offering them the activities they want to do, getting them to baseball practice, getting them to baseball games, which obviously means time, driving, etc. Getting them to dance practice, getting them to dance competitions, the same thing, time, driving, etc. We had all four parents alive. They were all in their 80s. Yeah, we realized they were getting older. And I don't think that my wife and I are dumb, but we really didn't think about what's going to happen when something happens. So in the summer of 05, it started happening where we got one, then two, then three phone calls. And three of our parents were extremely ill. And we're kind of looking at each other like, what do we do? We've never been in this position. We've never really talked about it. And we had no idea how to handle what was coming. Where we lived... Two of our parents lived 40 miles in one direction, and the other two lived 40 miles in a different direction. 40 miles. Okay, not that bad. Not across the states or the country or whatever, but where we lived, driving the 40 miles to either one of their homes was an hour, hour and a half, one way. That took some time. And as I said, my commute, it's funny, I was about 40 miles from my job. And where I had to commute, it took, on a minimal basis, an hour and a half 
one way. And some days it took longer than that. So in essence, I was in the car for at least three hours a day commuting, plus the job that I had, I was there for many hours. My wife worked from home. But in addition to that, we had the two children. So we get these three phone calls. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do. Our all four, so eventually the fourth one joined the other three in being ill as well, wound up in the hospital, wound up in skilled nursing, wound up being taken care of in their homes, wound up being taken care of in our homes wound up in large assisted living, wound up in small assisted living, basically everywhere. And again, I mean, everybody's got a unique situation. And I've told people, as much as I've spoken about this issue, that most people aren't going to go through what my wife and I went through in that they're not going to wind up taking care of all for parents or, you know, in-laws plus parents, grandparents, whatever it may be. One is tough enough. So we're trying to figure this out and we're not doing a very good job. And we're having a lot of private conversations between she and I trying to figure out what do we do? How do we get them the care that they need? How do we get time off from work to go help them and help them maybe simply taking them to a doctor appointment. People don't realize when folks get older, that can be challenging. A, the drive to their house, the time it takes to get your loved one from their home, wherever they're living, into the car the time to drive to the doctor appointment, the time at the doctor appointment, and then are there any tests that are needed once that appointment is concluded? Do they have to have blood tests? Do they have to have any other types of tests that may be not right there in the doctor's office? And it means getting back in the car, driving to a different location, getting out of the car, having the test done, getting back in the car, driving back to their home, and getting them safely back in their home. So it's funny. You may tell a boss at work, you know, I got to take my mom to the doctor and I'll be gone for an hour and a half. And four hours later, you're still not back. That little simple process usually, many times, takes a lot longer than you realize. So that's just going to the doctor. If they really can't take care of themselves anymore, who's buying all the groceries? Who's making the meals? 
Who's cleaning the home? Just normal stuff. Who's cleaning up outside of the home? All the things that you're not thinking about when you're trying to care for an older loved one, and in our situation, that was for people. So the months went on, and we were trying to slosh our way through this. I didn't want to lose my job. My wife didn't want to lose what she was doing. We had to be there at work. We, like most people, had to make income. But we had the four ill parents and we had our two young children. Classic sandwich generation, trying to take care of the kids and trying to take care of the parents as well. So six months goes by, nine months goes by. We're kind of dealing with this day-to-day, trying to figure out how we manage all this. I realize I don't know anything about aging and care. And I'm probably going to bet that most of you really haven't talked about this, really don't understand aging and care as well, and all that goes with that. So I made the decision to leave what I was doing and start my company, Points of Life. And what I was trying to do is really educate myself about all aspects of aging and care and how you navigate it. So we started that about 2006. We kept moving forward. Folks wound up in the hospital again. Folks wound up in skilled nursing still caring for them in their home, our home, etc. It had completely changed our lives. And we're trying to give our children a quote-unquote normal life. We're talking about this. Do we have to take them out of their activities? You know, in addition to that, they had homework. There are young children in school, so that all has to be dealt with. They need to be driven to school, picked up from school. This is a lot of average families around the country. And then all of a sudden, could be one parent, or in our situation, multiple. And how do you deal with it? So we're now... Two or three years into this, fudging our way through this on a daily, weekly basis, I'm learning more and more. I'm studying. I start putting my toe in the water and going out there and trying to educate other people. Hey, 
let me tell you what's going on in my life. Hey, let me tell you, yeah, it's it's difficult and and it's really tough. And hey, if you can learn from me and maybe if something kind of similar happens to you, it won't be as difficult. Well, that grew. And I started talking to businesses, organizations, churches, synagogues, Kiwanis Club, Lions Club, Rotary Club. I started talking, I probably talked at every assisted living around where I lived. Not with the idea of really addressing the residents in the assisted living, but addressing the families who lived in the vicinity of that assisted living, and in all honesty, probably didn't even know what an assisted living was, didn't even know what this building was as they passed it on the street, had no idea the cost, which we've talked about, etc. Let's go back a little bit. I had a job before I left it. One of the first things I did, and I know that most people do the same thing, I went to my company's website. I mean, what did they, I was a decent-sized company, what did they have set up to help me as I was going through this? And what I found was really nothing. And I realized I was on my own. And I was older. I was 50-ish when this was going on. So the last thing I wanted to do was go to management and say, hey, I'm taking care of all four of my parents, blah, 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 because what I felt was I would just be looked at as old. And if there was a chance to get rid of me, before I actually decided to leave, they might do that because I'm old. And what I've noticed over the years, I've spoken with a lot of businesses over these 18 years. And what's really unfortunate, most, I'm gonna say a big number, about 90, 95% plus still don't have anything set up to help their employees that wind up in a care situation with an older loved one or a spouse. I don't know why. Most people, when I go to talk to a business, I wind up talking initially to someone in HR. If they've been through this themselves, they kind of get it. If they haven't been through it, they don't get it because they don't understand the things that I'm talking about. So over all these years, I've educated a lot of businesses. My hope now is that a lot of HR departments can take this podcast and all the different episodes and share it with the employees people within the walls of that business so they can hopefully learn from my mistakes. One thing I want to add, 
I don't talk about a lot. So in my own situation, I've been dealing with a pretty severe spinal issue for almost 40 years. So you add that spinal issue to everything else that I'm talking about, yeah, it's tough. And again, all of you have different things going on in your life. But normally, if you are taking care of an older loved one, you need to be able to keep your job. You need to be able to bring in money. And as we've talked about in previous episodes, what if the decision is made, well, I'm going to leave my area, my husband, my wife, my kids, my partner, whatever it may be, and move in with mom because it'll only be a week or two. And then you realize it's going to be a lot longer than that. And you can't afford to bring someone in to take care of mom in her home. But then you have your life that you left. You have a job. You told your boss or you asked your boss for permission maybe to go for a week or two. And now you realize it's going to be a lot longer than that. So what I'm getting at here, there's so many different components. And what I've talked about before, and I've talked about a lot, as older loved ones, as their health, as there's issues, illness, falls, both, they kind of get on this roller coaster. We wind up getting on a car behind them, and we're following them up, down, sideways, upside down, wherever this roller coaster is going. Why am I saying all this? This is what we went through. And as I've talked about, it lasted 14 years until the last parent at 96 passed away in 2019. So when I started this podcast, I wanted to share everything that I've been through trying to encourage people, don't follow my example, but also providing the solutions. Okay, this is what's happening happening in someone's life. What do they do? We're talking about a lot of different situations. Also, trying to pr- provide resources as the elder care resource guide that we just started trying to get a lot of people from around the country in the elder care industry in that guide so people can find them. And they understand what this journey is going to be a lot better than I did. And most of the time it starts in the hospital and then it does go to skilled nursing. And as we've talked about, then what's next? That's where it gets really hard, trying to figure out, okay, we're going to go care for them. They're going to move in with us. We're going to bring someone in the house. We're going to take them to an assisted living. We haven't really even talked that much, which we will, about memory care communities, where someone is really having an issue with dementia, with Alzheimer's. It's getting really difficult to manage them in your home, their home, 
and it makes sense to take them to a memory care community, which again is going to cost money. So what I'm hoping to do in this episode is share with you guys what I've been through, what I've learned, what my family has learned. I talk about this. It still affects, even though all parents have passed, it still affects our life every day. It altered our life. And I tell people, this is probably what's going to happen in your life once you get into a care situation. So, and you guys have heard me talk about this a lot, and I use that four-letter word, plan. But I really urge people to have conversations as they see parents, in-laws, grandparents, close Uncle Charlie, aging, maybe starting to change a little bit, maybe having a little bit of a difficult time walking. Get ahead of it. We didn't. And it's really hard when you don't. So as we move forward, more guests. I'm going to bring in guests about home care. Bring in guests about this concept called placement that will help people find assisted living, memory care communities, etc. Bring in financial planners. Bring in estate planners. There's a whole myriad of professionals that we're going to bring to the podcast to really help and guide you through this process of aging and care. As I always do, I want to give you guys an email. Reach out to me. Give me comments. Give me thoughts. Here's the email address. Do you have a pen? Elder Ed. 2023 at gmail.com. E L D E R E D 2023 at gmail.com. Folks, until we speak again, have yourself an awesome day.